to ask your questions and express your opinions from around your block to around the world. The Art Lewis Show is on 100.5 and 790 WSGW and online WSGW.com. Uh, good morning to you, and welcome on this Friday to another edition of the Art Lewis Show from my Second on Spirit Home studio. Nice to have you uh, with us today. Later on, after the 10 o'clock news, we'll be chatting with Jim Begick from Begick Nursery about things that should be growing around your house or shouldn't be growing around your house. At 11 o'clock, we're going to learn about voice and an upcoming uh, fundraiser at Johnson's Giant Pumpkin Farm. That is what is ahead this morning, but we're going to start out this morning uh, talking to J.O., who wrote the book Maximize Your Medicare, now in the 2022-2023 edition. I've lost count. That's eight or nine of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that happened in the Inflation Reduction Act that might impact Medicare recipients. And time permitting, later on, we may talk a little finance, too, with Jay. But uh, let's get right to it. First of all, good morning, Jay. Good morning, Art. Thanks for having me again. Sure. Now, I, I, I mentioned the book is in its 2022-2023 edition. Uh, how many is it? I also have lost track. <laughs> but it, it seems like there are revisions almost every year. Does the, the Medicare laws change that much? And I think this, what we're going to talk about later today, Art, is a very, very good example. The Medicare laws are going to, the regulations that govern Medicare are going to change. I'm not saying simple things like Medicare eligibility age, that I don't think is disputed, but the details, the financial ramifications to people, and as a result, the way that people will choose and what people will choose can be different. That entire, the ripple effects are far and wide. Only 60 million people in Medicare are so let me yeah, let me ask you this this philosophical question. Uh, you mentioned that you don't think the eligibility is going to change. How long can Medicare survive if they don't change that eligibility and start pushing that age limit up a little bit? I'm not in the camp to be a person that says you know Medicare is bankrupting the country because the reality is is that it's funded first by your a Medicare tax for people who are working. And then on top of that, you know, there's your premium. And then also Part B and Part D are both subsidized from numbers from the federal budget. And whether or not, as a practical point, you could actually vote out those persons who are going to vote to not fund Medicare, that seems like a stretch to me. Well, and I've, I've often said when it comes to Medicare and Social Security, the one group they won't monkey with is the group that's currently receiving it because they all vote. We're all older Americans who vote typically. And, and you can see it in the Inflation Reduction Act. I posted it on the newsletter a couple of weeks ago that Inflation Re Reduction Act came into law that I called it Medicare Part D's big win. Yeah, that, that's what we're going to talk about. Let's, let's sure. talk about that because uh it, it is true there there were a lot of positive things i have said i don't know you as a financial planner may disagree with this but i've said that 
they certainly misnamed this piece of legislation. <laughs> right. Nothing in it that's going to reduce inflation, but uh, <laughs> but there are there are positives for Medicare Part D users. Correct. I, I think that that is no. There is no doubt about that. That is the best conclusion. You know, the singular takeaway that you can have here. There are many different moving aspects and reasons that we would conclude that, and they begin right away here in 2023. So let's talk about that. 2023 is the first year we're actually going to see some of these reductions. That is right. If everybody woke up this morning thinking, oh, hallelujah, I've got all these reductions. No, you got to wait a little bit for them. So that is right. There needs to be some time. That's right. What 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 are the first ones that come along? For me, the the ones that affect the most person are going to be that vaccination is going to be at zero dollars. So that means whether that be COVID, monkeypox. And importantly, in the age division for Medicare, that also means jingles. Yeah, shingles is, uh, I, I, a couple of years ago, I went to find out about it. And the copay was ridiculous. I mean, it's an expensive, expensive vaccine, even if you have insurance. So no are you saying- about it, it's not well covered by Part D plans or Medicare Advantage plans, the prescription drug benefits inside the plans. That said, at zero, you're talking- and usually you have two from what i am told and now that means five hundred dollars right yeah you have to get two shots so so i do have to ask this vaccines are going to zero that includes the shingles vaccine which is very expensive who's paying for all this well i think the other aspects from the from it of the inflation reduction act they're saying that the that the negotiation is going to result in X dollars of savings. They're talking about, of course, the other corporate tax actions, etc. So we're not part of the CBO, etc. About how the actual yeah. accounting will work, but that apparently that had to have been the case because of the way that they passed the rules. You know, yeah, technical I- legislative matters. Yeah, yet they don't seem to want to tell us how they're going to pay for it. That question's been asked. Uh, but now I have the next question that follows the money, so to speak. Does this mean of necessity that my Part D premiums will be going up? That's a very good question, which is that part of also what's going into 2023 are a couple of extra very important features, things that people will get a lot from. The first is that insulin is going to be capped at $35 copay. Right. Diabetes an epidemic nationwide. People know this. And it has been the case in the past that the pilot program, you could have accessed $35 copay, but that wasn't universal across all plans. In 2023, it will be universal across all plans. You will not have to hunt and choose for individual plans for that reason alone. That doesn't mean that that is your only decision maker, but the fact of the matter is that is a factor that stops to move. Uh, The other thing that you said about your premium, whether or not, you know, it is very intuitively, you know, attractive to say, okay, these extra benefits got to have to come from somewhere. And yes, in fact, what you have is that in addition to the insulin is that the price increase of any singular medication cannot exceed inflation. 
So if a pharmaceutical raises the price over the pace of inflation, there's going to be a rebate. This one for me is not as large because the rebate would go back to the Medicare system. Back to your question about how to keep premiums low for Part D. One thing that is absent is the idea that, yes, can Part D premiums increase without limit? I don't want to be a person who says the sky is falling. That's generally not our my camp, you know, as we've spoken over 10 years. That's going to be the case. There, while there, you can expect increases, the flip side is very, very hyper-competitive markets. So that will drive price too to some degree then, yeah. I, I definitely think so. And, and in fact, you'll, you'll understand that the set of benefits inside of Medicare Advantage have improved a lot for a number of reasons, and, but a very key input. Just our common sense would tell us it's because partially because of the intense competition. I don't think there's any doubt. And you can see that in Medigap premiums as well, which in fact, the richest plans that are available to new enrollees are actually flat to lower over the past five years and even beyond that. All right. Hang on, Jay. I got to take a break here. We're talking to Jay O, his book, Maximize Your Medicare. We're talking about the uh, new Medicare benefits in the Inflation Reduction Act. And we will do more of that when we return. All right, we're back with you talking to J.O., the book Maximize Your Medicare, now in its 2022-2023 edition. Is that, are you published by Simon & Schuster now, or one of their divisions? Uh, I can't even remember. It's called, uh, it's called Allworth Press, and yes, most of the the printing and, you know, book publishing is so complicated. (laughs) I think it's Simon & Schuster that owns them, so. I think that's right. Uh, all right, so let's go back to the Inflation Reduction Act and its benefits for Medicare recipients. Something called the catastrophic stage, which I didn't even know about. Tell me about that. Today, what happens for those persons who have reached very, very expensive out-of-pocket limits, you have to pay 5% for once you hit this cap. Is that cap per year? A, no. Per year. No. You pay 5% copay once you hit a particular limit. In other words, in your lifetime, if you hit this limit after that, you pay a 5% copay? Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm sorry. It is actually every calendar year. Okay. That's that's all right. Yes. That is correct. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. So once you hit that cap, you're responsible for 5%. Well, we're going to transition and 20 in 2024 instead what's going to happen once you hit this cap you are going to pay zero and you're not a person with let's just say you have generic medications you don't know this but for persons where you have a are required to take a new medication whose sticker price is tens of thousands of dollars a year this all of a sudden these new measures that we're going to discuss here are enormous when people are thinking about their retirement and not running out of money well now do i also understand though 
there's an out-of-pocket cap on prescriptions. And is that separate from the catastrophic? Right. So in 2024, what you're going to have is you're going to have, once you hit a, the cap, you are going to stop. What I'm saying is that cap is far higher. And in 2025, probably the punchline for Jay, this is the most important aspect, which is that in 2025, there's going to be a hard $2,000 a year cap for out-of-pocket costs for under either Medicare Part D or your prescription plan inside a Medicare Advantage plan. And it's big. So 2025, that the, that cap becomes 2,000 for prescription drugs, right? That is correct. And the other thing, of course, you know, there was a lot of publicity given to the fact that Medicare is going to get to negotiate all these drug prices. So everybody hears that, wakes up in the morning and figures, hallelujah, all my drug costs are down. Not so. You know, you got to be taking one of the 10, only 10 that they can negotiate up front to be able to see any benefit of that. Right. And then it's 15 the next year. It's progressive, but it's not the whole scope of drugs. Yes, you're right, Art. And the details are extremely blurry. Well, the world is blurry. (laughs) It's more blurry. Right. Which is that, first of all, the pharmaceuticals have already begun to push back on this feature. The second thing is that the 10 drugs, the way you're going to come up with this list is not yet, not for me, perfectly known. It's not known today for sure, right? In other words, I've seen language to say it's the 10 most prescribed drugs. Well, is that by cost? Is that by reference price? We don't have very good clarity on what the methodology for that. And then on top of that, like you pointed out, which is that it's not a every single medication. Yeah, it's a list, I, and the list grows. I've heard a, a variety of explanations for it, but the one that seemed to make the most sense is that Medicare will negotiate the ten most expensive drugs first, because that then relates to their costs, and that the list would be done based on what the cost of drugs are. Now that's speculation, I know, but it seems logical that that's what I would do. I'm going to go after the drugs. I want to go after the ones that cost me the most money to start with. Well, you can see how nuanced the conversation can be. Absolutely. The reality is, for me, the logical calculation would be the 10 most most prescribed medications by dollar. Because while you're right that a medication could be $50,000, if one person out of 63 million beneficiaries the absolute cost to the federal system is just not going to show up. However, if you multiply it by cost times the number of amount being prescribed, that would be the number that you'd want to negotiate. If someone were part of the federal government and that was the negotiation, if that were the objective. I'm I'm just a guy here, Art. I I understand that, and so am I. I I have to ask this, Jay, because... You know, I've always, and I learned from you, there is a window for Medicare. It happens in the in the late fall here, coming up, October, November, thereabouts, for you to change your plans and all of that. Why then have we had for 12 months a barrage of advertising telling us to call and check and do it now? And where'd the window go? 
Well, I would say that most of the year that the commercials are aimed for those who are turning 65. They kind of know they need to understand about Medicare. And so as a result, you're still talking about the baby boomer, boomer generation still turning 65 at a pace of 10,000 people a day. So as a result, you know, it's, it's not that fun. There's complications. People are worried about it. People are, people know that they have to correctly enroll. I think that that is fair for a 64 year old, but getting off the schneid and actually acting, sometimes you need a nudge. And I think that the <laughs> existence of the commercials are to provide the nudge. Uh, that said, you what you pointed out is right. October 15th is the annual election period that runs through December 7th. You have the unrestricted right to change Part D plans, to change Medicare Advantage plans an unlimited number of times. The last one that you select will be the one in effect for calendar year 2023. And is that done without health considerations or health examinations no restrictions. it's a good question now we're in the nuances of how to get into these different policies part d medic and medicare advantage have no restriction period so there is never a medical question any health related question to even address in order to enroll and apply for one of those two types of plans for medic gap a different standard meaning there is an open enrollment period. There are also other methods of getting into or being accepted by Medigap without health questions. For example, if you work until you're 68 and then you retire and you've been fully covered by your employer, then you do not have medical questions. There's also no late enrollment penalty. Once these windows close, however, then you are subject to medical underwriting in most locations throughout the nation, and that is true in Michigan. Then the question is, is whether or not your health situation will allow acceptance by the carrier. That is up to the carrier. Let me ask, this is another one of those, uh, you know, philosophical questions, you know. We have all these Advantage plans today, and we have Medigap today. And, you know, if you if you have part A, B and D and Medigap, you're paying more than somebody on the Advantage plans. Typically, is there going to come a point in time where Uncle Sam, through its laws, manipulations, whatever you want to call it, forces us into the Advantage world and the Medigaps are going to go away? You know, it's a good question, Art. Um... I didn't realize we were having a philosophy talk today. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just beginning. <laughs> so, Friday, Friday, I'm pretty tired from all the work that we've got to do over here. But anyway. <laughs> That's why I get you on Fridays. I can get you. <laughs> <laughs> right. All worn down. Uh, the, the reality is is that you know, there, are motiv- there are some oddities in the way that healthcare is delivered in this country. <laughs> Right. For example, a primary care physician would say, you know, we should, there are a number of different determinants of someone's health and therefore usage of healthcare resources. 
and that this should be coordinated. But that's not the way it happens in the U.S. right now, right? You go to doctors, you go to hospitals, you cherry pick this a la carte sure. on an individual line item. Well, Medicare Advantage carriers and Medigap, the CMS, know that this is going on for sure and are trying to coordinate to lower the your need for healthcare services. Well, the ripple effect, which is a good, you know, objectively speaking, is a fine objective, which is to lower the cost of your need to require healthcare services. And if that means a collage of different factors yeah. or benefits, that could be best. Uh, let me, let me you're asking, however, is slightly different. Yeah, well, we'll come back to it because I got to take a break. We're talking to J.O. Maximize Your Medicare is his book in its 2022-2023 edition, probably ninth or 10th edition now. And we've been going back about 10 years with Jay talking about it. And we will be back with more after Thursday and Friday. And we're back with you on the Art Lewis Show for this Friday morning talking to J.O., the author of the book Maximize Your Medicare, a nationally known expert on the subject to uh, – gives these talks on broadcasting uh, companies all over the country and makes appearances and does all of that stuff, how he finds time to run his business. I don't know, but he does. <laughs> I've known Jay now for 10 or 11 years, and uh, uh, it's uh, it, it, I learn something every time I talk to Jay. And uh, it's it, this is a period where, I mean, this is a strange period in our history in this country for a lot of reasons. Uh, but uh, one of them, you know, we're faced with huge inflation and all of that good stuff. And uh, I'll, I'll let you put your financial planner hat on here in a minute. Uh, but certainly the cost of medical care in this country uh, is is really out of sight in a lot of ways. And I've said this before. You never see a hospital advertise, come stay with us because we're 10 bucks cheaper than the guy down the road. It's come stay with us because we got all the bells and whistles. Mm. Those bells and whistles all cost something, don't they? The cost of health care in the United States is high. Uh, 15%, I want to say, of GDP, which is a very, very high percentage, clearly. And if people saw the cost of health insurance for a family that it cost their large employer, <laughs> you would knock your socks off. Uh do we have a silver bullet? I don't, I don't think so, Art. I mean, I don't spend lots of time inside of Maximize Your Medicare to suggest you know, fundamental overhauls because you were talking about starting over from the struts and whether or not we have the political will or capital in order to do that, much less the agreement, I'm, I think is. I'm, I'm not a price guy. By that, I mean, when I look at three or four items, I don't necessarily buy the one at the cheapest price. I buy the one that gives me what I consider to be the best value. Am I getting value for my medical expenses in this country versus anywhere else in the world? I mean, I think I am, but I'm asking you. I think, again, you're going to have entirely different opinions based on the population who you ask. For example, Mr. Perfect is going to always say the answer is no, right? Because he doesn't experience, doesn't use, no yeah, idea. It's perfect, right? Yeah. Who is that guy? 
No, that's right. By that same token, you could say that you're Mr. Perfect for 55 years and then get ill. And all you remember is the 56th year. And you know, the, the way that human nature generally is, you know, memory short, likes to remember downsides and negatives. Well, you, you've, for example, if that person had no insurance and had no cost, discarding that the, all of those times, just remembering, oh, I didn't, my health insurance didn't pay for something when I was 56 years old. So, so complicated art that you, like I said, it's also why I don't spend lots of time comparing the United States to other places. Like the cost of becoming medical doctor entirely different in the United oh. States compared to other places. So right from the beginning, almost impossible to compare. Yeah. You know, from your experience, for example, if you had a cousin or a brother who was living abroad or something like that from childhood, their, their experience, their context of understanding would be so different. And we tend to look at simplicity, mm. but this is not a simplistic subject, is it? I mean, no. You can look at another country and say, oh, well, look, they pay for their Medicare. But that's the simplistic view. You got to look inside to see what you're not getting or what you have to wait for, or how long you have to wait. There's all kinds of variables, aren't there? It's not only that. Some other countries just have a simple tax. That's fine. Yeah, you can no, say that they can help. Exactly. It's just a tax on top of one of your taxes. So this is what it's intuitive for Mr. Perfect, you can understand, and I use the extreme examples just for illustrative purposes, but the point is, is that to that person who has never used it, he's been paying a tax for 55 years in a row with 100% certainty, and then the fit, whereas in the United States, they got to, you get to pick and choose, et cetera, et cetera. There are many, many layers. So like I said, I don't find it productive for people to say to point at country x yeah. this or that costs you know a fraction and that then on top of that quality yeah yeah so, I, it, where can people get information about the book official website from the book is maximizeyourmedicare.com there is contact information there are many many free resources and reference a lot of reference material there in addition to information about the book all right, hang on. You're going to take off your Medicare hat. You're going to put on your financial hat when we return. Talking to J.O., and we will be back with more after these notes. When you have a All right. Jay, I got to go because I'm out of time. But listen, yep. as always, thanks. How can people get more information about you? What's the website? So certainly gh2benefits.com. And one thing for your, your local listening area, October 17th, Monday at Horizons, I'm going to be giving the free information session on Medicare. There's not, it's not a sales presentation October 17th at Horizon in Saginaw, Michigan. What time? 4 p.m. All right. Jay, as always, thanks. Appreciate it. My privilege, Art. Thanks for having me.